Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. And today it's it's pretty simple. The Pittsburgh Steelers are five and eight. The season is looking glim. The playoffs are not vanished, gone, over, whatever word you want to use. It's not over yet for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They still have a chance. We'll dive into that. The quarterback situation as Kenny Pickett deals with his second concussion of the season and the defense that has somehow disappeared and gotten slightly worse, dramatically worse, however you want to describe it throughout the season Week 14 against the Baltimore Ravens wasn't what anybody expected. Me, you, Derek, the entire fan base included. Before we dive into anything, first off, it's a little bit of a snow out there. Love, love a flurry. Love a good flurry day. How you feeling, my friend? Feeling good. Got energy, man. I, I had my sort of personal bye week from the podcast last week, so I'm excited to be back. Uh, nice. Wish it was under happier circumstances, but, but glad to talk Steelers football with you again. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot of uh a lot of comments. I tried to give you a break as the transfer portal exploded in college mm-hmm. football and figured, you know, too much is never good for anybody. And everybody all week long let me have it of where the hell is Steven. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're back too. I'm uh excited that we get to talk Steelers football. Wish it wasn't a loss to the Ravens. Me and Derek both predicted wins and you know, it just didn't turn out to be what we wanted it to be, but that's all right. I think that the Steelers could use that and turn it into a positive for the long term. And I think that's where we start here is the defense looked atrocious and the run defense is what stood out the most. They were unable to do anything. J.K. Dobbins had himself a day returning from IR 15 rushes, 120 yards and a touchdown. The Ravens total 215 yards on the ground. When you looked at what happened, where were you identifying the problems in the Steelers run game as they were just totally getting blown away? To me, it looked like it started right up front. I think the biggest, the thing that sticks at the moment that sticks out most in my head was that long run Dobbins had, I think it was like 44 yards or something to set up. I think they're only touchdown in the game. Yep. Um, but it, there there was a there was a really good picture i think on uh you know the site that we use for for our like website to find like feature for pictures for articles and stuff there's a picture of dobbins on that run and there you could fit three of him inside of the hole that he was running <laughs> through um like this 
I think they started with the defensive line. I think they got they got kind of blown up a little bit for for much of this game. Um, there were a lot yeah. of times where Dobbins was Dobbins and and even Gus Edwards were running through these holes untouched um, and weren't getting touched until they actually got tackled. Um, yeah, this this defensive line is good. I think they're good pass rushers. I think they can get pressure on quarterbacks, but the run de- run defending is a, another skill set that I don't think they're they're ready for that they're particularly good at yet. Maybe part of that is depth. Um, like they're not particularly deep along the defensive line, so it's yep. it's kind of easy to see why they get kind of worn out late in games. But th- this was a full game problem. It wasn't just in the fourth quarter they got worn down. In fact, it was it was probably earlier in the game that they got uh, that I think they were that I think the Ravens were more effective running the ball. Yeah, I agree. I think that this was a start to finish. There was no. It wasn't like oh. This is just a hardcore running football team. And just like every hardcore running football team, you start off eh, and then you start to just really drain a defense. The Steelers looked like they could do nothing right from the jump. I'm going to identify a couple of players that I think the Steelers need to move on from that. It's time after the season. There's nothing you could do, obviously, right now. I don't think that you could fix it because just like you said, I think the issue is depth. I think you look at it and go. Isaiah Loudermilk is one of your best defensive run stuffers, and he's not very particularly good overall as a defender. He's probably a guy that there's a reason he's inactive most of the time. You have absolutely no outside linebacker depth whatsoever right now. Robert Spillane has been very hit or miss in the run game, which is his specialty. There's a couple of guys. You look at Devin Bush was getting eaten alive by Patrick Ricard yesterday, which all credit to Patrick Ricard. That dude is a monster. He's 400 pounds of pure mass. And he, if you go back and watch the film, I was watching the film last night at like midnight and the dude was just unstoppable. Like that guy moves faster than any linebacker on the field and runs over everybody. It is insane, but he was absolutely destroying Devin Bush and miles Jack. Neither of them could do anything whatsoever. And unfortunately Cam Hayward was, I don't know if he was trying too hard or what, but that dude created holes himself time and time again during the game where he was over pursuing to try to beat an offensive lineman. And then the running back would run behind him and you'd be uh, like, hey, Cam, like, you yeah, know, I, your gap, there's no hole there. Yeah. I felt the same way about Cam and I didn't know if I was kind of reading too much into it or, you know, if I, you know, like you want to trust Cam Hayward, but uh, I did notice that too. It wasn't, kind of a yeah I, I think your your point about him maybe trying a little bit too hard or pressing too much to make plays is, is pretty spot on yeah I, and like and I love Cam you know I don't think he's a guy that you could replace in the offseason but I think the rest of them like I look at Miles Jack I think you have to find at least two inside linebackers I would expect Robert Splane to resign with the team but I think you have to replace Jack and Devin Bush and then I think there's a, a very very big need right now for the defensive line to just inject themselves with youth like i love cam i think cam's an incredible football player i think you know he deserves more hall of fame recognition than he'll ever get but he's the only guy you know larry Ogunjobi's a very very good defensive lineman but when those two aren't on the field there's nobody there and you can't expect either of them one over 30 one pushing 30 to be out there every single play so i i think those two are the, the inside linebackers are major needs for the Pittsburgh Steelers outside linebacker. And then you gotta, you gotta inject some, some youth in the defensive line. When you look at the defense as a whole, before we move on here, 
do you look at it and say you have to stop, be able to stop the run before you have to be able to stop the pass when you're looking to rebuild this group in the offseason? I, I, I really do. Um, I think that mostly because I think they're kind of fine in the secondary, quite honestly. Like between KZ and Minka and Sutton, I'm not as high as with, on Witherspoon or Levi Wallace, but like they've got some dudes back there. I think I think they'll be just fine. I don't think they need to concern themselves with stopping passes. I think they're they're able to do that just fine. The running game has been like a huge a huge concern because it's also just it's a horrible way to lose a game to like watch a team just get run over it like. Those Patriot, the, those losses to like the Patriots and the Jets and um, yeah, I forgot the, about uh, the Patriots. That yeah, was and then you're running, right? And and even like the Bengals, the Bengals didn't even uh, the Bengals the second time didn't even throw all over them. They ran all over them. That's just yep. a brutal way to lose to lose a game. Um, lets the team control the clock. It puts a lot of physical wear on your team. Um, I I, I definitely think the the when you look at the defense as a whole, I'm far more concerned about the um yeah the run defense than than anything else yeah 100 percent. i'm gonna answer this question right here do do the steelers need to get a cornerback one for the first time in forever they 100 percent do need a cornerback one i think cam sutton would be one of the best cb2s in the nfl and a guy that can be very versatile but i do think that you need a cornerback one the problem is is that if you're sitting in the first round which i think right now if the steelers got the 13th draft pick which is where they sit currently you're looking at it and going Joey Porter is a big name that could be sitting there in the middle of the first round, but you're also going to be thinking about guys like Jordan Addison, you know, offensive lineman. If Paris Johnson falls, there's just a number of guys that you could go with. And I don't know. I, I, I think that that's going to be a big question mark come the draft, but you do need a, a CB one. Like, like you said, like I agree that the defensive backfield is much more together and, and you have to expect them to resign Terrell Edmonds. I'd be very surprised if they did not same with Casey, but you still need you need that dominant cornerback because you could tell, you know, they got nobody to compete with Jamar Chase. They got nobody, you know, to compete with these true-blooded wide receivers. And I, I get that, you know, Baltimore doesn't have it, so you didn't see that weakness, but you do see that weakness from time to time. Um, all right, let's talk quarterback situation, as always. I got something in my eye. That's why I'm <laughs> over here shaking. But first, you know, we got a word from our boys over at Manscaped. It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts whether it's for a friend or the friend in your pants you can make this a season to be jolly with manscaped do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom then add in manscaped's top of the line shower products to have the people thinking all i want for christmas is you santa cares about a sack and so should you Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and using our code STEALERS20 for free shipping and 20% off. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling performance package plus ultra-premium body wash, ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner, and ultra premium deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer and weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate presence. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. There's also a 4000K LED light on it, so you can light the way just like Rudolph. 
And now that you've groomed your candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Packages shower products. All of Manscaped shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stuffer, add in the brand new body buffer, an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that old loofah. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code STEALERS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And all you have to do is use our code STEALERS20. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Classic, as always, shout out to Manscaped. Uh, never, uh, never, never, never go wrong with some Manscaped. All right, let's talk quarterback situation. Biggest headline of the week, I think, all week long. Um, Kenny Pickett in concussion protocol for the second time this season. Before we dive into anything, I want to make something very clear because we're going to get a lot of comments on these. There is a lot of misinformation out there about Kenny Pickett's concussion the last time. I see it all over Twitter. I see it in the YouTube comments. I see it on Facebook. I see it everywhere. Everyone, so I won't, don't want to say everybody. There's a large group of people that have somehow spewed the negative narrative, the wrong information that Kenny Pickett was not diagnosed with a concussion his first time being hit, like the, the first time he got a concussion this season. He was 100% diagnosed with a concussion by the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Burt Lawton, the team's spokesperson, personally tweeted out that Kenny Pickett was diagnosed with a concussion and has been ruled out for the remainder of the game. So there it has. I just want to clear that up first and foremost, because the second I put out my to-go this morning, the first comment was Kenny Pickett wasn't diagnosed with a concussion. He was just in the protocol. No, he was diagnosed with a concussion. Okay. So let's, let's just get that out of the way. Um, now I would, I would expect, I think you agree with me on this one. There is a very slim chance he plays this week. If they somehow have a rookie quarterback that recovers, the fastest than anybody else in the NFL from a concussion the first time. And then somehow he does it again a month and a half later, you know, I, maybe bad look for the NFL, maybe bad look for the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe a little investigation, especially after he went in, came out or came out, went in, came out again. So do you agree? Do you think that Kenny Pickett is just, you know, right now we could pretty much scratch him off for Carolina. Yeah, I yeah, I think I think it's pretty safe to say that. Um, as much as the Steelers want to win and all that, like this is your franchise quarterback. Concussions are not something you play around with. I don't like the Kenny Pickett is fragile narrative. I don't like that. I, I don't think that's how you can look at it. I don't think that's how you should look at it. Yeah, what is fragile about getting whipped around by Roquan Smith? Right. Like, like I don't. I'd break don't know it in half. It. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this, this is not something you play around with. Um, especially like, you know, obviously given like the context of this whole NFL season and maybe we're just noticing the, these bad head injuries, um, more often this year, just cause of what happened to Tua and, and others, but yeah, they're, they're not going to mess around with it. I, I think it's very safe to say that he sits, even if it's just as a precaution, um, I, I would not count on seeing him so, against Carolina. So we're going to lo- ruin a lot of people's day. Right now, because I already know what you're thinking. I, I knew what you're thinking coming into this episode. 
is is who is let's just I'll just you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it this quickly I'm just gonna ask it who's gonna play quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers if Kenny Pickett does not play quarterback on Sunday it's gonna be Mitch Trubisky (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be Mitch Trubisky look like Backup quarterbacks have just become like some shiny keys that you can dangle in front of like every family. Oh, yeah. like, everyone loves the backup quarterback, no matter like how good or bad he actually is. Like, yep. the, the like it, it's pretty unbelievable how easily you can just convince, like, how easily you can just wave some different kind of player in front of a fan base and they go absolutely nuts. Like, even if they have a bunch of like the, the the love that Mason Rudolph has gotten over the past twelve hours. Twelve hours, yeah. I'm trying to do the math since when the but like yeah, it, it's unbelievable. Like did do like I don't know what has changed so dramatically from the preseason when he was clearly the third stringer. Like if he if if Mason Rudolph was really better than Mitch Trubisky, would he not have proved that by then? Would the Steelers not know that? Would he have been the third stringer all the way up until this point? Would he have not dressed for a game yet? So, so I agree with that. I think that Mitch is the better quarterback. I, I do have a, a thing when it comes to Mason, though, that I think the Steelers have treated Mason with the utmost disrespect for the last year and a half. And, you know, I think that Mitch could go out there and throw 45 interceptions, have the worst game in quarterback history, Kenny Pickett could be out for another game and I would still expect Mitch to start over Mason Rudolph for the following week, because I just don't think that Mike Tomlin, Matt Canada and the entire organization as a whole have any respect for Mason Rudolph. And and we've talked about that back in training camp when the whole like fake quarterback situation, our competition was going on and you know, Mason was like supposed to get team one reps and never really truly got team one reps. But at the same time, I don't think it even matters who's the better quarterback. I think the thing is, is who's going to change less to the offense? And that's going to be Mitch Trubisky. You could run Kenny Pickett's offense. You could, you know, you have chemistry with George Pickens and Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth if he plays and Najee Harris and the offensive line. Like none of that has to worry. At that point, you're just plugging a guy in who's already started games for you this season, who's already come in and won games for you this season and saying, okay, we have to change pretty much nothing and we could make this effortless or as effortless as it needs to be. Instead of if Mason goes in there, you have to develop chemistry with guys he hasn't thrown with all season. He hasn't been active, so you have no idea what's going to happen. And you, you, can't, you can't have a mobile quarterback offense for a guy who has no mobility. So it, I, even if Mason is the better quarterback, Mitch is the easier transition. And I think that tops anything right now yeah because you're not this isn't like a we're seeing what we got from either of these guys like the reality is neither of them are in this team's long-term plans like plain and simple this is kenny Pickett's show for as long as he sticks around um so this is a bridge this is not a this is not a see what we got this is let's get through these next few weeks until kenny can get back and we can kind of get back to our business of developing him and seeing what we got and Moving, moving the the train forward and the rebuild forward. Yep, that's what it comes down to. You know, there's neither of those guys will be here next season, so it's just about who could who could we win with? And you know, it, I think the biggest thing or the craziest thing is another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The, the flip-flop here with the love and hate for Mason Rudolph is wild. I'm happy. I hope that he goes out on a positive note. I hope that he does not play again mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. Mitch plays terribly, and I feel bad for Mitch. You know, I got nothing against Mitch. I just think Mason, this is well-deserved for Mason, and he goes out on top. You know what I mean? Like, he goes out with the love from the fans. He should have been the number two quarterback, man. Like, what? Mitch sucks, and, like, you know, just walk out in glory. You know, after four years of complete hatred, the most hatred I've seen from anybody, of anybody, on the entire fan base, or from the entire fan base, towards Mason Rudolph, and here he gets an opportunity to go out in the blaze of glory. I I, I appreciate it. I, I actually do like it. I think the bigger question is, does a change of quarterback hurt the Steelers chances at all? Like, do you look at, do you look at this and say, you know, if Kenny doesn't play, Mitch is going to lose them. Like he, he can't go in there and throw three touchdowns or three interceptions. If you do that, you got to bench him. You know, you got to put Mason in there, but do you expect the game plan to be that? I expect the game plan to be, don't turn the ball over, throw it 25 times. Najee Harris, go win us a game. Yeah, I think that's much more likely. I don't think they're gonna. I don't know. Like Mitch was kind of slinging that thing. I mean, it like he completed a lot of passes. Not all of them went to like his his passes were hitting hands. I I don't know. It was. I thought it was interesting how aggressive Mitch was and how aggressive he could have been or how aggressive he was allowed to be. Um. Uh, on Sunday, against they just played the Ravens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. I was interested. I, it was pretty cool to see how aggressive he he was allowed to be and had been. But I think that was also because they weren't able to get anything started in the running game. I think they're gonna, um, they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna go back to kind of that. I mean, they were doing it with Kenny, like in the wins over the Colts, yeah. and, and very stuff like relaxed that. offense. You know yeah. what I mean? Like very. Let's just run the football, keep things in our possession, control the clock. That kind of yeah, I, I think Mitch went out there and they were kind of hoping for the Mitch Trubisky spark. They should have dialed back that spark after the first interception because that was awful. The first interception yeah. was bad. The second yeah. interception was ten times worse. The third interception was a Madden interception. I've thrown that four hundred times, just tossing it up to a guy who you're thinking is going to outrun people. Deontay Johnson does not outrun people. That's not yeah. what his job is. If it was George Pickens, I would it would have justified the throw. You're just throwing it up. And then they got lucky that it got stopped at the one yard line because I watched that 10 times and he was clearly in the end zone. Like he was three feet in the end zone when he got that football. And I don't know where the momentum started, but it, the ball was in the end zone. So um, yeah, bad, bad play, but I agree. I think it's just dial it back, keep it controlled, go out there. Do not lose us a football game. You know, Mike is going to, really press do not lose us a football game and if he does you know what's what's the threshold there this is a great last question what's the threshold it, three I t- think, three interceptions two interceptions one interception i think it's i think it's two interceptions i think if he turns it over multiple times they will make in the first switch. half it's got to be by halftime right like it, if it's the end of yeah, the third I mean, quarter he's got two interceptions you're gonna finish the game off with him yeah unless yeah, you're losing like, bad yeah yeah it's got to be like the game has to be in reach. Uh, the yeah, like the timing almost matters just as much. Like 
if he throws a pick on the last drive, like trying to go for the end zone or something like that, you're not, you know, you can't really fault him for that or anything. Well, obviously you can't bench him after that, but like, you know, it, it, this, the context does matter, but I think two, two within the first three quarters is when you would think about is that, is that's the kind of territory you're looking for. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine getting benched twice in one season. Mitch has an opportunity, but at the same time, he could come out there and he could beat the Carolina Panthers and keep this season alive, which is exactly how I want to end this this episode. The Pittsburgh Steelers, five and eight. All I've been hearing, all I got a phone full of text messages from people, whether it's other writers, fans, people who support the show, people who've been on the show, telling me all morning long, the Steelers are done, the season's over, how high of a draft pick can we get, blah, 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 okay? It's not over yet, okay? The fat... The fat lady, is that still a thing? Is that still allowed to be said in 2022? The fat lady has not sung. If we get canceled for this, it's a great way to go out. The Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? There are currently three teams who are mathematically eliminated from the postseason. The Houston Texans at 111-1. The Chicago Bears at 3-10. and And the Denver Broncos, who somehow have a worse situation than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me ask this before we, we do this. You, did you watch the the Broncos game yesterday? Did you watch any of it? No, I, um, I, well, I saw the chiefs go up like 20, nothing, like three scores. 27, or whatever. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, I like, time. then I took a nap and uh, I woke up and they were within like a score. And I was like, what the, what the hell? Yeah. I was, I was getting ready to post some like mean tweet about Russell Wilson and I didn't get to post it. So, all right. So let me ask this question. If you had to start the season, knowing what you know now, would you start the season with Matt Canada as your offensive coordinator or Russell Wilson as your quarterback? Oh, I'd rather have Russell Wilson as my quarterback. Like there's some, there's some talent there. Like Russ isn't, Russ isn't, isn't awful. It's fun to, it's fun to make fun of Russ. Cause he like, I don't know. I have a friend who's a Seahawks fan. So it's fun to like join him on that, that bandwagon to like, Oh, like they, he was over the moon after that opener where they beat, they beat Russ in Seattle. Um, oh Yeah. But like Russ is not Russ is not awful. A bad season doesn't doesn't erase that. I think there are a lot of problems with the Broncos that you can't just all to- chalk up totally to Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, no, I'd I'd rather have the like eventual Hall of Fame quarterback than than Matt Canada. All right, I don't think Russell's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I'll let that one slide. But all right, I like that answer. I sent that to a text to a friend group yesterday. They were all on board with Canada. I did not answer it. I will not answer it. I just like to ask people. Oh, yeah, right. put me on the spot, but 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 duck the question, sure. The Houston Texans, the Chicago Bears, and the Denver Broncos are all eliminated from the postseason. However, there are two teams that are still rocking well alive that are right above them sitting at the fifth and sixth spots. Those are the Los Angeles Rams at less than 0.1% chance to make the postseason. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are still statistically mathematically in the game at 0.2% to make the postseason. I do not know what needs to happen. I would imagine it's everything and anything needs to happen from here on out, but it is still alive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let me ask you this. And this is uh this is a great question from our boy Anthony who chimes in here all the time. We appreciate you. If the Pittsburgh Steelers make the postseason is it a win or is it huge? Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it happened. Loss for the Steelers. 
Yeah, it's a win. Making the playoffs is always a win. I think especially this year, there's so much parity in this league. And maybe the Bills are starting to separate themselves. But there is no one unbeatable in the NFL right now. Um, I'm not saying that the Steelers are going to make, like, some huge run if they, you know, like, they're not, they probably won't go to the Super Bowl if they make the playoffs. But you can't sell yourself short on the opportunity to get there. Um, That, like... To, to to spin a playoff appearance as a bad thing like that, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. Um, that's the that's the ultimate goal of every team in this league, and you're not taking yourself seriously if, like, y- you can't do that as a franchise. You can't like spin a playoff appearance as a bad thing. I, I don't know. I, I I don't buy that at all. No, you you could ne- could you imagine Mike Tomlin going up to the podium and be like, "Yeah, man, sucks. We made the playoffs." Really, oh, was really hoping for a top 10 pick. But I wanted Joey Porter so bad. But, you know. Yeah, like, could you imagine? Never. Never, ever, ever, ever. So, but how far do you think, like, what is, what's the ceiling? If the Steelers somehow found their way into the postseason, what's the ceiling? Uh, I don't know. A, a win or two? I, like, who knows? Or like, two? I think that's the. How far are you going? Like, who could they, who could they beat? Let's, who could they uh, beat? I mean, At the like, top of the NFL. Like, say they, the, we'll just run through them. The Bills? No. They played right? no, not the Chiefs, but they played one score games against the Dolphins and the Ravens. Yeah, so not the Bills, not the Chiefs, the Dolphins, maybe. Yeah, the Rave. Yeah, I would anybody in the AFC North. I would I would chalk up as a possibility. That's a division game allowed to happen. The Titans. Yes, yeah, no, the, maybe. Yeah, I, I think the Titans are. Yeah, I think they could beat the Titans. I'm not saying any of these are likely, but I think they could. No, but beat yeah, the but a possibility. The Chargers. Oh yeah, Chargers. Chargers don't want to win games like man, like they actively try to lose games when they have chances to very win. Very true. Very true. And then the last one would be the Patriots. And I think they pull that one off too. Yeah, they played a one score game against the Patriots too. Like they could yeah, all of these games are winnable, like outside of the Chiefs and the Bang and the and the Bills. Yeah. Maybe there's more upside than I think. Maybe there's more upside. I I mean, you're not gonna get past Buffalo. You're not gonna somehow turn what was the final score of that game? 34 30. to 38 to three or something. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to somehow turn that around into a win and you're definitely not going to beat the chiefs. I I mean the chiefs, especially in the postseason, Andy Reed, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But maybe you might like, you might pull out a win. That's a pretty good season. You know, you walk in there as Mike Tomlin with Kenny Pickett as your starting quarterback, you win a postseason game. The confidence going into next season's huge. Like, and and don't spin any of this as like, Oh, I would take them, uh, you know, in Gillette against the Patriots or whatever, like, like, no, but these games are winnable, and you, you, you're selling yourself short as a franchise if you, if you quit before you, if you like bury yourself before you're even dead. I, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Oh no, no, you never could. I was on Britsburg Owen. Shout out to Britsburg Owen. Uh, last week or something, they asked me the same question: like, would you rather lose or win? If you're, if you're the Steelers, you would win. You're at no point are you in this season saying. Yeah, man, hope we lose. Hope we get a good draft pick. Like, no. And what's the difference? Like, what's the difference between the 14th draft pick and the 18th draft pick? No, nothing. Like, right. literally, you're getting a mid-tier guy. You're hoping that Joey Porter slides. And if he doesn't, you're just going to take the next name on the board that fits one of your needs. Like, I, I saw somebody the other day say that it was the perfect situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers to sit with the 15th pick in the draft because that means they could get what they want instead of who's the best on the board. And I think that is exactly what they need. 
You know, like don't go out and get a superstar. Just get somebody that's going to fill a hole because you got 75 of them after the season. And I think that number is growing. So I agree, but 0.2% chance. It's not dead yet. We're riding this roller coaster right back home to Cleveland, January 8th, 7th. I don't even think the game's been decided yet. Yeah. I don't think against Deshaun Watson. Would love to, would love to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers make their way into the postseason with a win over the Browns. That's about as Pittsburgh as Pittsburgh gets. That would definitely cement Kenny Pickett into the AFC North. Would love to see it all. <laughs> all right. We're heading out of here. Hopefully we brightened up everybody's day on a uh, a loss Tuesday. But if we didn't, we apologize. We'll be back on Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts and find all of mine and Steven's work on allsteelers.com. Enjoy the rest of your snow flurry day. Peace.